Kingdom Exhortations September 2023 Read by Stephen Keysweater Good morning. As we endeavor to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ, there is perhaps no bigger stumbling block than money. Nothing in our lives will keep us from growing in relationship with Jesus more than being wasteful and lacking generosity to the Lord and his people with our money. Quote, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Matthew 6, verse 24. Of everything Jesus spoke about in the four Gospels, he spoke more about money than anything except the kingdom of God. Indeed, he spoke more about money than heaven or hell, sin or salvation, love, faith, or prayer. Interestingly, the Bible has around 500 scriptures on faith, 500 on prayer, but over 2,000 on money. Quote, Whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10. If we are to properly use money in a biblical way, we must begin with the understanding that our money is not our own, but belongs to Jesus. Quote, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Psalms 24 verse 1. This is perhaps the hardest lesson to learn as a disciple of Jesus. Our lives and our possessions are not our own. Literally everything we have in this life is on loan to us from our Heavenly Father, and we will relinquish it at our death. This is an absolute fact of life and one we will need to always consider if we are going to use the money given to us by Jesus in an eternally productive and pleasing way to Him. Quote, For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. 1 Timothy 6 verse 7 with the understanding that all of our money actually belongs to Jesus, we move to the biblical principle of tithing. Although our Heavenly Father owns everything we have, He commands that only 10% be given back to Him for the work of advancing His kingdom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is so serious about this that He considers it stealing from Him when we choose to keep for ourselves not only the 90% that He has allotted us, but the 10% as well. Quote, Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Malachi 3, verses 8 through 10. Throughout biblical history, God has placed tithing in the hearts of his people, even before it was commanded under Moses. Quote, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Genesis 14, verses 18 through 20. Then God made it part of the Levitical law given through Moses. Quote, A tithe of everything from the land, 
whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Leviticus 27, verse 30. Finally, when Jesus walked the earth, he upheld the appropriateness of a biblical tithe. Quote, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. Matthew 23, verse 23. People often find reasons why they can't, or shouldn't, give 10% of their income to the work of Jesus. They deliberately choose to use their resources exclusively on themselves, their families, and their own wants and needs. Quote, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, verse 35. Studies have found that 3-5% to of Christians tithe on their income, and that the average Christian currently gives around 2.5% of their income to the work of Christ. This number is alarming, considering that during the Great Depression in the United States, Christians gave an average of 3.3% of their income to the work of the gospel. It is important that we understand that we will all stand before Jesus and give an account of how we use the money he has entrusted to us. In fact, our reward in heaven will, to some extent, be tied to how we used our money in this life. Quote, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. 1 Timothy 6, verses 18 and 19. Once we've determined to be biblical, Christ-centered givers, we need to understand where we should be giving our money. Our priority should be to give where we are being actively discipled on a personal basis. It's imperative that we give our resources to churches, ministries, and even individuals that are active in advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ through personal discipleship and exhortation in the Word of God. Who is consistently checking on you and exhorting you in your walk with Jesus? Who is holding you accountable and encouraging you in your devotion to Jesus, your time in the Bible, in prayer, and in fellowship? Regrettably, Christians who attend a church rarely, if ever, receive personal and ongoing discipleship from a pastor at their church. It's important that we give our resources to wherever personal discipleship and exhortation in the Word of God is being provided. This should include far more than attending a church on Sunday and listening to a sermon. Let us go now and begin the process of becoming biblical, Christ-centered givers. Quote, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. Take some time to evaluate how you are presently using the finances Jesus has given you to manage. What percent do you use for yourself and your own wants, needs, responsibilities, retirement, and savings? What percent do you give to the kingdom of God and the work of Jesus Christ our Lord? If you presently give 2%, increase that to 4 or 5% with the goal to get up to at least 10% in relatively short order. 
If you already give 10%, look to stretch that to 12 or 14% or even more to the work of Christ. Quote, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Be diligent and thoughtful about where you give your finances. Look for places where the priority is placed on the scriptures and discipleship. Give the churches and ministries where you are being spiritually fed and discipled in the word of God throughout the week. Keep in mind that everything we have belongs to Jesus, and we can't take anything with us when we die. Quote, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. As we grow into faithful stewards of our finances, Jesus will increasingly reveal himself and his will to us, thereby enabling us to be even more fulfilled and fruitful in our relationship and walk with him. Quote, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Luke 16, verses 10 through 12. May God bless you all. Kingdom Exhortations are written by John Morton, Dave Anderson, and Tom Anderson. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from past sins. 2 Peter 1, verses 5-9